0: is going on everybody this is AJ Capasso host of talking with the source I'm here with my other host
1: Robin from Huffer paranormal
0: oh you didn't do your Robin <clears throat>
1: no it's Robin
0: oh there we go there we go see I'm lucky I didn't get that today anyway I want my friend down below to introduce himself I want him to tell us a little bit about himself if he could should tell the viewers a little bit about himself since we haven't actually got to have him on just him alone um, yet, so please, my friend, introduce yourself to the viewers.
2: No, my name is Aaron Hoffman. Uh, a lot of people out there know me as The Shadow. I, uh, I am the creator, uh, co-creator and host for Spectre Radio Paranormal Podcast. I am the creator of, of You Beyond Paranormal Magazine, and I also have um, a production service that I kind of run, uh, Gravedigger Productions. So. Awesome awesome
0: well, we are super happy that you were able to come on man i didn't know who was able to come on so i was just happy that someone was able to and when i saw that right. it was you i was like yes man this is awesome um please tell everybody about a view beyond real quick man where they can you know get the latest and everything like that please
2: yeah uh, a view beyond it's the paranormal magazine of course but uh it's not just any paranormal mag it's for the paranormal community by the paranormal community. And the whole idea is that uh, anybody in the field, regardless if you are a psychic medium, paranormal investigator, if you're into uh, ghosts, cryptids, UFOs, whatever it is, if you have an article or a great photo capture, send it to me at a view beyond magazine at gmail.com and I will do what I can to get you in the mag. Because the magazine is not for the community without the community itself.
1: Absolutely.
2: Hell yeah. And That's you can awesome. find that magazine at www.avbmagazine.com. Awesome.
0: Awesome. I am super happy that you plugged that in, man, because people need to hear about this magazine. Um, you know, it's one of those magazines, you know, just like a couple friends that we had on the show earlier that is about the community and, you know, things that you do with it, man, are absolutely awesome. Um, it's I was super happy that I got to meet you and um, now working with you with Global Ghost Hunt, which – Shout out Absolutely. to Global Ghost Sun. So, Absolutely. Uh, shout out to Global Ghost Sun. We got our first year coming up. It's uh, running around soon almost. It's uh, May. So me and Aaron are mm-hmm. stuck doing a lot of stuff. I know, Aaron, you're plugging a lot of stuff in. Um, how's that working out for you?
2: Uh, it's working out pretty good. You know, um, this is uh, it's going to be an interesting event because it's the chance where we get to showcase the teams and locations as well as the evidence. Yep. Um, You know, because I mean, nothing against YouTube, but YouTube streamed a lot of their stuff after the fact. Global Ghost Hunt—we're going to stream it as it happens, so this is going to be really exciting.
0: Now, do you have a list of the places where we're going to actually be streaming it yet? Because I haven't actually been able to talk to anybody about that yet, and I wanted to. I know we haven't had any release of it yet, but I wanted to see if maybe you had a little something, something to
2: give. Um, I do know that uh, there will be streams uh through the if i'm not mistaken through the global ghost hunt site uh i know uh there's also potential talk about uh having a simulcast to uh pair post
0: awesome
2: um you know but i mean right now everything is still kind of in you know, a development point you know we still got teams registering we still have locations that are joining in so uh yeah. we won't really know until we get closer to the date
0: absolutely yeah that's what i that's what i told some of the teams that asked and um I, uh, I just let them know, you know, once we have the list out, the list will be out just like every time we have a sponsor mm-hmm. that we uh, get, which um, I believe, you know, we just had one recently. That was a couple months ago that we released uh, what was it Paraflix? was one. All right. Um, mm-hmm. There was, you know, we, we have a lot of good things that are coming to global. And, you know, we're working off a tail end of uh, another company that didn't really do that's not really doing their job. And so it's a, it's yeah. a, it's a scary thing, but it's a great thing because we have a great team. We're going to take care of these people. We're going to take care of these teams. And we're gonna have a great event man i'm so so pumped in. i'm glad to be a part of it with you um and uh you know, also robin i was glad to be a part of it with you i know you had to step away i know you know the wife yeah you
1: know. i've for <clears throat> for anybody watching i have had to step away i didn't want to but i've had to for the for the first one hopefully i'll be back on board for october if not for october then definitely for next year but I want to be back on board ASAP. Absolutely,
0: you know, like I told you, man. You know, family comes first, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, you always have to put family first because you can replace anything, but family is something you can't replace. And um, you know, ever since I, I lost mine, it's uh, it's it's been a real eye opener when I see people that are dealing with something like yourself and uh, your your family so, um stuff. Sure, so. Well, I'm right. glad to have you, man. Glad to have worked with you. Glad I still work with you. Obviously, you're my best friend. Um, but anyway, guys, I, Aaron, wh- I want to ask you a question. What's your most profound paranormal experience that you've had?
2: Well, I can't really just pin it to just one because each one was unique in their own way. Um, but a few that have been, uh, you know, unforgettable. One would be at a place called Wabasha Street Caves here in Minnesota. Yeah, these caves have a long history. They were used for bootlegging, moonshine running, uh, you know, a lot of criminal activities back then. Um, Then in the 80s and 90s, it became a place where people would engage in ritual activities and things like that. So these caves have a really, you know, dark history. And I was out there with some friends of mine, and uh, one time – there's this one set of caves that had collapsed in on itself, and we broke. You know, we walked in, and I looked up around the edges, and I—I I swear I saw cloaked figures, and it oh, freaked wow. me out so bad that I started walking away. And uh-huh. you know, next thing I know, the 15 other people that was with me, they started running because they saw the same thing.
0: Hey, I would have totally probably run myself. I mean, hey, yeah. Well, even if you're, you know, a seasoned paranormal investigator, if you find, if you see something that freaks you out, you get that feeling. You're running. I don't care who you are. You right. Know? but after you run, you may stop halfway and go, oh my God, I got to turn around and capture that and then miss it. But you will at first get scared and, and, and freak out. At least I well, know I do it. I know a couple other friends that do as well. So,
2: yeah, well, what makes this, make this interesting is that I refused to go back for almost 30 years. Wow. And when I finally went back a couple of years ago with uh, my team, Nightwatch, uh, this before we disbanded, uh, I went back there and I said, the one cave I do not want to find is the cave that's called the altar. And the altar is, you, is you, first you walk in, and then it kind of gets narrow, and you kind of have to do a belly crawl into an opening, and then it opens up. And on the back wall, there's an altar that's carved out of the sandstone. And they're not just cut out to hold five candles in a pentagram pen, uh, pattern. Um, well... I went there a couple of years ago and I said, I don't want to find this place. And along the road, they they tried to blast most of them shut or to seal them off because uh, some kids have died from cyanide poisoning in these cave a few years ago. So they blasted a lot of them shut and they had these arrows pointing up to where the cave used to be. We saw one, climbed up the face, and sure enough, I see the markings around the cave. I was like, damn it. It's the altar.
0: Oh my God. And...
2: Uh, if you see the Global Ghost Hunt promo, the new one, uh, the very end where you see the spirit box being held over the cave, is there anyone here? Then you hear it say yes. Yep. That's me at uh, the entrance to the altar that they had tried to seal off.
1: Wow.
0: Wow, that has to be a crazy place, dude. Because I, I tell you what, that looked like a crazy place just from the video. I mean, It, I, it was. Now, tell me, where, is that like in the middle of nowhere? Or is that like somewhere no. populated? or?
2: It's right along the Mississippi River in the middle of St. Paul, Minnesota. Oh, wow.
0: hmm
2: Wow.
0: Now, do you know, like, a lot of the history to it, like, to the place?
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, like I said, a lot of it was uh, used for uh, bootleggers during yeah, the 20s I mean, and 30s. Like,
0: do you know any history of any murders or anything that happened there? Like Yeah, there any... there's
2: been a few murders Few murders out there. Um, okay. There was a case of a homeless guy uh, raping and killing a girl out there. Oh, jeez. Yeah, I mean it. In, in that part of St. Paul, aside from the Wabasha Street Cave Venue, where a lot of people have their weddings or parties, uh, which is the unique place in itself, that place is also haunted. But that whole area, um, during the daytime, it's a beautiful place. They got a park, but at night, that's when you start to see a lot of the uh, you know criminal element come out because it's so rarely patrolled.
1: You're muted. You're
2: muted. <laughs> You're I muted.
0: Sorry, I was trying to say, okay. I apologize. I'm getting used to using a desktop again. i um, used oh. to using my phone, you know? Um, uh, sorry about that. But what I was going to say no was, problem. you guys have a lot of places out where you are that... Um, you know, have a lot of like history and location where you can go to an investment, or is it a lot of? Oh yeah, like, oh yeah, yeah. Um,
2: you know, I'm not too far from where I live with a small town called Anoka, and the word Anoka is actually uh, two Native American words that uh, translate into meeting meeting place by the river. Okay. And uh, Anoka has suffered major catastrophes uh, catastrophes. One of them was a fire that literally wiped out the town from the river, uh, seven blocks up. Eighty-five buildings were destroyed. There are two buildings that are still standing that survived the fire, and they're the original brick and mortar uh, oh, wow. built from the 1800s. Um, and with as much of the as much history that's gone on there, and all the tragic tragedy that's happened there. In my experience, it is one of the few locations that is extremely haunted per square mile because of everything that's happened all over the place. Wow. You know, like certain places, you know, in New York or out in California or down in New Orleans, when you have a town that has so many negative things happening in such a small space, you're bound to find all kinds of weird things happening at the same time.
0: Yeah, I tell you what, see, I, see, I hear about so many of these places that are, um, you know, out more west towards me, um, out west from me, and I want to go so bad
2: um, mm-hmm.
0: someplace. I mean, Waverly is one of my top places I've always wanted to go to, but mm-hmm. there's so many places across the U.S., man, that I just, uh, you know, me and Raymond have talked about it, and we've been like, uh, he's like, oh, yeah, you know, I live close to Waverly. I'm like, what? I'm like, this is ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm so jealous.
1: Um, Speaking of which, though, you're saying about kids. I've just found out uh, earlier today uh, from one of my Facebook friends who put pictures on of a cave system about 40 miles away from me. And I'm not going to say where it is. People will probably know when I say this, but I'm not going to say where it is. Uh, And these caves were used in the war for uh excuse me, for like a weapons uh storage, but mm. they they are they are hundreds of years old and they actually go way, way deep in. Now, rumour has it that in the sixteen hundreds or seventeen hundreds, four kids went in and only one come back out. And apparently the one that came back out and survived said that uh, there was these little little figures he called them. He didn't even call them humans, he called them little figures, like dwarfs, and they were they were talking in this kind of language that nobody had ever heard before. And apparently this kid says that he barely got out because one of them was grabbing his foot. But what the actually did was they sent the army at the time into the caves to search for the kids because they thought, Oh, this is ridiculous. And right. they sent them in and they found all the kids' bones completely stripped bare of anything, just bone. And again, what you said a minute ago, Aaron, they reckon that there's a a church way, way deep in there on an altar. But <clears throat> they're not sure whether they, uh, right. apparently what they did was when they heard about these these beings, they, they blasted part of it. For it to cave in so that people wouldn't obviously die in there and and whatever. But apparently when you go in there, you can hear these voices of all this language that you've never heard before.
2: You know, we have something similar to that here in America. We refer to them as uh, Tommyknockers. Yeah. Uh, Small creatures that live in the cave. And um, a lot of times if you bring them a gift, they'll leave you be. Uh, but most of the time, they are very territorial. So that sounds like something similar to what you're talking about.
1: Yeah, well, these these kids apart, although, although it was a couple of hundred years ago, these right. kids went, went in. Just obviously, they were playing about in the area, and, mm. and obviously came across these caves and thought, oh, we'll go and explore these, and they've went in. I, I'm not too sure on the on the full extent of the story, so I don't know just how. Right. it went, but from what from what I've been told, it's they've went in here, they've came across these little people or if you want to call them, they've mm. turned to run away, three of them have, have been grabbed, the other one has, has run as fast as he can, basically. They've, right. He's been chased by these, and when he got to the entrance, one of them had his foot, and I can't remember whether they said he came out with only one shoe, whether he must have got away or whatever, but they, the apparently at the time the the people in the area and stuff were like you know nah load of nonsense man. but then it was a case of right well where's these other three kids in, so right. they could say the they got some of the army and apparently the army came out and said that they wouldn't go back in again they see these figures.
0: Yeah, that's crazy.
1: I mean yeah. I've watched
0: this this channel on YouTube called Night God. He does like all conspiracy theories. He does all different types of like dragons, creatures, like everything you could possibly think of. That's just, you know, weird. And uh, he gets these videos from all over the world sent to him and he posts them. And there was a post of these little creatures that in a different country, I can't remember what country offhand now. I think it was like down in like Mexico somewhere. And he's this, they had a little creature that they kept. And like, it was a little person. Like, I mean, I mean, little, it was like this big, like, and so right. I know exactly what you're talking about when you say Tommy Knockers because he actually said that name in the video. So when you say that, mm-hmm. I picture it right in my right in my head. And these these little things like will run out and steal your stuff and like stuff according to yep. this video. I was like, "Wow, that's pretty that's pretty crazy. I would love to see one of them, you know?" Yeah, I mean, it train one to go into a bank. You know what <laughs> I mean? <laughs> yeah. Go Tommy right. Knocker. Sorry. No,
2: it's just you know uh, when you look at the you know places that have caves and you hear the story of you know things that were happening around them you know and it's not just like you know small creatures but there are stories of giants having yeah. been involved with each cave you know uh, yeah. a real popular one here in america called the Lovelock cave and this is where allegedly they had killed a bunch of giants and you know choked them out with, by building a fire at the entrance um Bones haven't been found there, but then the mainstream academia tried to, you know, cover it up and pass it off. as just a legend with no actual evidence. Wow. And yet when these evidence are found, you'll see pictures of them, you'll see videos of them, but then they somehow disappear.
0: Hmm. That's a little weird, huh?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it's just a little strange that that has to happen, you know. Because there, I tell you what, I've been watching. There was a show. I don't know if it's still on. I think it is, but it's about these two brothers that travel around to try and find the existence of giants, and and mm, they go yep. all over the yeah, you know what I'm talking about, all over the. Yep. US, I forget if it's on Travel Channel or something like that.
2: Yeah, but, um, with the History Channel. What History
0: channel. channel. There you go. And they go out, man. And they there's a an instance where some town in America, I can't remember offhand, but they had a giant that, like, they had the bones and everything. So they tried to track it down, and come to find out, the Smithsonian Museum took it. So when they contacted the Smithsonian, Smithsonian's like, "Oh no, we have no nothing like that ever here." But mm-hmm. it was they had like some guy like had the evidence that's proved that they had it. It was like, "Come on, man!" Yeah. Wow.
2: Well, that that's like some of the legend of uh, the Grand Canyon uh, yeah. sites that have been found, uh, yeah. and it's actually uh, written about in the uh, Arizona papers at the time. Uh, a guy from the Smithsonian goes down there to investigate a claim of caves having been found that had evidence of uh, Egyptian and Asian culture influence. Um, he brings stuff back, and then all of a sudden, years later, the Smithsonian is like, we never heard of this guy. He never worked for us. No. And everything that was taken out of the caves have just since then disappeared.
0: It's crazy how that happens man. on everything. Mm-hmm. It seems like everything amazing. I mean, even running all the way to humans to Nikola Tesla, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, they just, they, mm-hmm. it seems like governments and stuff like that just take, you know, all this information and kind of hide it from us for whatever reason. I don't really know. But um, I don't know why if they think it would be panic situation, like, especially for like aliens, stuff like that. I, I mean, I could see that maybe, but when it comes to younger, like, you know, little things like, not little, but you know what I mean? Giant, mm-hmm. giant stuff like that. Why not? It's If it's our history, why not?
1: Well, well, it's I not only can... really that, though, but sorry, Aaron, go ahead. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. No, it's, it's, it's not only that, though. It's the, it's the fact that I think that the government make it worse as far as, you know, aliens and giants, anything they got there. The, mm-hmm. the government try and say, nah, nah, it doesn't exist, doesn't exist, and the more evidence builds up. And then, to, to me, that's frightening people more. You know, I mean, yeah. if, if, if there is alien life out there, which we all basically believe there is, and and they are coming to visit then just just say you know look they are out there they will come in from time to time uh but just carry on with normal life i think the more they try to for want of a better word postpone the actual announcement the more the more sort of intrigue and fear is building up in people well you're saying you haven't got this but yet here's a picture of a UFO, you know what I mean? You're, right. you're saying that these don't exist, but what happened at Roswell? You know what I mean? And people are putting two and two together, and, they're you know, to me, that's going to cause more widespread panic when it eventually comes out than if they were just to come out 10, yeah. 20 years ago and say, right.
2: Well, yeah, um, yeah. I um, – in in the, the, the current issue of A View Beyond – uh, I, I actually was uh, very fortunate to have somebody send me a story in actual uh, images of report of a 1943 UFO incident that happened in England. And this report, our actual Royal Air Force document that was recently released. And, you know, this is in 1943 that this happened. So, the you know, I, I know well is pretty popularized right, because, you know, everybody's made movies about it.
0: they um, uh, yeah, right. for years. Yeah.
2: And it's not just in America. There's, uh, there are some scary cases that I've heard that come out of Russia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, some that's come out of the Pacific Ocean, the Gulf of Mexico. So it's interesting to see what will happen when, you know, that dam finally breaches and there's nothing that the government can do to cover it up.
0: How about this? Okay. There's this new, there was this video, there was this kid on YouTube. Okay. And he was driving and one day on the mountain side, he was filming with his camera and he looked up and with the mountain side, you could see that there was like, it looked like a giant standing on this mountain far, far distance. And this, this figure was real huge. Mm
1: -hmm. And he
0: was filming with his camera. He like took his camera out. he's filming it. So he took the road up the mountain with another video, I guess. And a CIA officer stopped him and said, you can't come up here, turn your car around, basically leave. Well, then mm-hmm. he started to get followed. And in another video, he caught a guy outside of his house in a black charger with one of the lights, like a police person, blacked mm-hmm. out, all that stuff. And he runs outside. And when he runs outside, the car peels off and takes away. Then mm-hmm. out of nowhere, he just says, oh, yeah, I'm sorry. I faked everything. When he tries to go up to the mountain and like out of nowhere, after the mountain, he just says he faked everything. And all of a sudden, he's now on the missing persons report. Nobody knows where he is. Like he's yeah. actually legit missing. Like so, it's like, did they like threaten him, and then he finally said, "Oh, this is fake," and then they just killed him anyway. You know what I mean? Like did he keep pursuing it? You know.
2: Well, you know, government secrets have always been a hot topic for controversy and conflict uh, within the conspiracy community. Yeah, and you know when you hear things like that, um, is it true? I don't know. Could it have happened? Absolutely. Our government has a long history. World governments all around the world have a long history of disposing of people who threaten the status quo, or threaten to expose certain secrets that could, you know, do away with their grip on the position of authority that they may have. Yeah. Um, you know, one of the one similar case like that, and and i I know a lot of people may have heard of uh project Dargate? yep where they tried to make psychic soldiers remote viewing things like that there was another project that is kind of you know getting some criticism uh but it was referred to as the montauk project yeah and this is where they took kids and exposed them to extreme and horrific treatment to induce that Trigger uh, the trigger, that psychic ability that, you know, they believe we all have at some point. Yeah,
0: yeah man. Mike Montauk uh, was very crazy. I mean, when I read mm-hmm. into that, I was, I was very shocked. At, I mean, just the things that, you know, that was involved with that was just absolutely wild. I mean, there are so many that we can go through and talk about. I mean, off <laughs> experiment, uh, you know, just everything. There, there's so many conspiracies in general that we could talk about. Um, that's absolutely wild. And, and even talking about the government, too. I mean, you could talk about them forever because this is most shady. It's it's like dealing with a mobster. You never know what's going to happen. You know what I mean? Right. Um,
1: but it's... It's like Area 51 when they say, well, there's nothing in there. Well, that's fine. There's nothing in there. Why is it so heavily guarded? Right. Yeah. I mean, well, why is there guys on, a, on the hill outside waiting for anybody that comes up there and tell them to turn around and go away.
0: No, you're
1: well, right. You're right. If there's nothing in there, you've got nothing to hide. Just say it's an army base and be do- make do with it. But
0: let me, let me be devil's advocate and stick up for them for a second. Just think about this for a second. If they had technology that was alien origin okay, and was way beyond advanced than us, Everything nowadays is digital and everybody's like this with their phone, trying to film everybody and do everything. Mm -hmm. So would you want that intelligence leaking out if some idiot with a telephone binks out their phone because they see a UFO that they're working on or some kind of crazy technology and then all of a sudden that goes up on YouTube or online or just anywhere and another government sees that and now knows that tech that, that we have and then what if it's something that can cause a war? So I get where they're coming from but to hide the existence of another being that's intelligent, I don't care about the whole, whatever you want to do with the tech, that's fine with me, but tell me that we are not the only ones here because it's common sense that we're not with all the planets. I mean, it's just, in my opinion, I just think it's stupid even to question it anymore. Um, no, but-
1: it, is, it is, but in, in saying that, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go against you again here on this one, but it's like, you know, to, to me, I think they're making more of a mistake by, by not coming out and just saying there's nothing there, it's an army base. Because, uh, like you say, you know, you, you go to where the gate is and you, you park your car there for 24 hours and you see just how many people come to actually have a look. Uh, you know, I mean, they, they talked about storming it the other year. Yeah. So, so the thing is that they're actually, I think, ma- making the the general public more not so much angry, more interested in, in the actual base mm-hmm. than than coming out. You know, if if, the, if there is stuff there, it's not the only base with hundreds of floors underground you have in the states. You know what I mean? Move all right. the stuff, move all the stuff out of there to somewhere else. And then just say as a base, well, you know what I mean? The, the mm-hmm. fact is that the more they guard that place and the more that they turn people away, people's going to th- think to themselves, you know, right, well, there's obviously something here. And it just piques the interest everywhere then.
0: See, yeah. I, I, I totally <laughs> got to go get you with it. You're very into Area 51. You're very into, like, all that stuff. And I think, like that, like, what you think where they keep everything, I believe that that place has been long gone. They chose not to use that place so long ago. I mean, look at Bob Lazar. Everybody brings up Area 51 because they think Bob Lazar came from Area 51 when he didn't. It was from S2, which is miles away from from Area 51. So people mistake this so much, and Area 51 gets all this hype. The government, one, would have moved all of the alien technology if they had it, out of Area Fifty One, the minute they heard someone was going to storm the base, number one. But they moved that stuff years ago because they okay. knew right after someone leaks it, they have to get it rid of it immediately, so that if someone does come and check, they're not going to find anything.
1: Exactly, but then that's what I'm saying. So if that's the case, then while they're still guarding it, while they still hiding,
0: no, it's not. They have to guard it because it's a military base.
1: Yeah, but they're, no, they're still
0: they're... they have to technically guard it because total like no one's allowed on a military base unless you're military.
1: No, but again with that, mm. from what I've learned on it, you, even if you are military, sometimes you still don't get in. You have to have special well, clearance.
0: Oh yeah, it's not like a regular military. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I mean, I get what you're saying though. Like, why is it? Why is everything so secret? Why does it have to be that way? And I don't understand that either. But. I do also play the devil's advocate, like okay, I kind of understand what they're coming from, but to well, lie to us. Go ahead. There's
2: the thing, and I—I've met some exceptional individuals who practice uh, magic or illusion. And when I think about Area 51, the one thing I always think of is misdirection. Yes. What, I mean, not to say that Area Fifty-One doesn't play a significant role in um, the UFO culture or even in uh, its actual involvement with it, um, but I also feel like sometimes, because I mean, it's, when you re- when you look at government operations throughout the past, even back when technology wasn't that good, governments have done exceptionally well in keeping secret. So the idea that Area 51 would just turn out to be kind of a flop and now it's out and everybody knows about it seemed a little unusual. So I think that the government just kind of pushes that idea on Area 51 to keep our interest in that rather than somewhere else. Because there are other places around the U.S. that would serve a much more strategic location than the middle of a dried up lake that can be seen from the satellite view. I agree. Um, again, I still think that Area 51, at some point, you know, like I said, did serve a significant, you know, part of the operation in, you know, intelligence and reverse engineering and things like that. Uh, I just think that the big secret, the big big stuff that we all want to know about, is not there anymore.
0: I mean, you're absolutely right. I think that same thing. I think that it's all, sorry, I have family in the background being a little loud if you could hear them, Um, but anyway, uh, I think you're absolutely right, like there's 100%, I think you're right, I think it's all misdirection, I think that people have been so long misled about that one place and other places that have been so significant, I believe that once that that significant event happens, they're so smart and intelligent, they move it, they get that Mm -hmm. out of there, because they know for years on end, someone's going to come to that place, I mean... It's just common sense. I mean, look how many people still go to Area 51 overnight and go up on the mountains and try to peek in, and you know, Mm -hmm. they're not capturing anything, but yeah, it's the thrill of it. And you know, it's like, oh, let's go, you know,
2: right? I do, I will say, I do know for a fact that they do have uh guarded aerial testing out there, yeah. Uh, I, I don't necessarily think that you know like with their uh, anti-gravity technology i don't think they'll test that there but i do feel like they do test some of the stuff they reverse engineer with certain aerodynamics or uh, certain materials or even propulsion systems that work on physical principles i think they those they test that area 51 just because it is so wide open uh you got a clear line of view for miles so it's easy to observe um yeah, Area 51, at, that's one of those places where you know something happened there, yeah. but you can't put your finger on it. Yeah. And whatever evidence was there, you can't get to it anymore.
0: Yeah. Amen to that. Amen to that. I totally agree. Totally agree. Uh, our viewer, Kelly, our brother, uh, steve wife, says... Government tries to hide the truth from all of us, but we all know the truth. The facts of different dimensions, realities, spirits, and other forms of beings are out there, so why try and hide it? When we know, we know. Spiritual beings of any tier will guide us to use different types of de-ices, uh, or devices, gateways, portals, mirrors, and other means to show us they are here. She's absolutely right. I mean, we have uh, all the evidence when we go out and we investigate. I mean, I, I do a lot of spirit box work and, you know, I have multiple videos that I've got captured with just undeniable proof that something is talking back. Do I know Mm -hmm. it's a spirit? No. But I just know from what they tell me that they're spirits. Do
1: you not think think that, you know, say if there is, I mean, I honestly believe, and I know that that you believe, but but do do you not think with, with these other beings that are out there, you know, and instead of you know painting them to be not necessarily the bad guys and stuff but you know i think as a as a as much well as a race really i think we we could learn probably learn so much from them as i believe they're visiting to try and learn off us they're obviously coming from a from a a lot longer distance away than we can get to so straight away there's there's something that we could learn off them, like not so much time travel, but you know to, to be able to travel at at speeds that that we only think are you know mythical. There's there's a lot of there's a lot of things that that we yeah. could actually learn from them, you know, and instead of instead of just sending you know planes or or whatever kind of things are making up the to have a look at what it is. Right. I think they're, they're, they're pin. Sometimes I think the government pins it in a way to the well, public that, you know what I
0: mean? No, well, no, no. Sorry, I wasn't trying to. Your apologies. I, I was just going to say, I was going to say what Kelly said. Think about this, man. If there's other dimensions, right, that we know about, because through string theory, all this type of stuff from through science, that we believe there's other dimensions, parallel universes, all this type of stuff. Um, what if? As an investigator, what if when we're communicating with these devices, and we are communicating through frequency, vibration, whatever it may be, through these devi- using these devices like you know, hack radios, uh, spirit PSB7 style like that, and then also apps, certain things. What if these, if these beings are dimensional? What if we're not talking to a spirit? What if we're talking to another dimensional being that we don't even know what it is? Because whatever we're talking to has intelligence to talk back with intelligence to hear yeah. us. To say it sees us knows what we're thinking half the time because if you think about it have you ever got an answer right before you were said it like the whole question have you ever had that Aaron have you ever seen
2: that yeah I actually have a video on YouTube of that happening
0: see that's awesome I want to mm-hmm. actually can I pull that up
2: um yeah you, uh, you want to go on to YouTube okay hold on or, one
0: second. Um, let, me, let me uh share this quick.
2: Okay, I'm going to see if I can pull it up directly and send you the link so you don't have to search for it.
0: Oh, hold on. Oh, no, it's going to make me leave the site if I try to, for some reason, present my thing.
2: Yeah, I mean, you can, uh, well, I, I can tell you exactly what it was. and um,
0: Hold on. Oh, man. It's, yeah, I got to go on my Chrome settings. I'll have to do that after. I apologize, I Aaron. Mean, that's right. We're going to have you on anyway because there's a lot I want to talk to you about. But, yeah, so talk a little bit about that video. So, I mean, I was telling, I was saying right before you asked the whole question, um, you, you know, would get an answer. So, I'm wondering if these things know our, our thoughts. You know what I mean? I mean, so tell us a little bit about that video.
2: There, there is a good possibility for that. The video is, uh, is myself and Neil, one of the co-founders for Nightwatch, and we were at a place called Carlos Avery. Carlos Avery is a wildlife management area. Beautiful place, uh, but it's got a really messed up history. A double murder in 1912, uh, a shootout between gangsters and the state police in 1954. Uh, A six year old boy was kidnapped and beat to death with a tire iron in 1980. Uh, A woman was burned alive in a domestic dispute in 1989. Uh, there was a body found out there in 2020 and for years, this place has had a reputation for being a potential body dump site for local gangsters or biker gang during the nineties. And we were out there, this was right at, right around Halloween. Cause it, in a two week period, we were out there five times doing some investigating, getting some unbelievable evidence that we would not get at any other time of the year. One of those was an EM field that surrounded the entire vehicle. Level five, nonstop, wouldn't back off, and that's with the vehicle off, Wow. and it moves. Um, but the case that we're talking about is we were doing a, uh, a, a kind of like a yes/no session. He got an EM detector that he built, and he set it up. And if you you know it's like a proximity sensor, you get close to it, the alarm goes off. And we were using it as a yes-no yeah. device. And mm-hmm. he was saying, you know, can you make this go off? It would go off. And he goes, can you turn it off? It would turn off. And just as he was about to say, can you turn it back on? It came right back on.
0: Oh, my gosh. Yeah, see? And I'm wondering. I'm, I'm telling you. Because it's either that or my other theory about it is that these things not can read our mind. What if it's us? What if we're psychically... Predict mm-hmm. or not predicting, but manifesting our thoughts into this device through frequency somehow that we don't even understand yet, and it's it's. I mean, it's all theory, of course, but I mean, I do my personal belief. I do believe. I believe. You know, where I'm talking. To well,
2: there's plenty of merit to that. Um, start off with uh, the dimensional. I actually have a theory, and I wish the technology was available to prove the. But and and this deals specifically with. Uh, residual haunting. When you look at religion and physics, they all have a similar idea about uh, different levels of existence, different dimension. And what if, if you have a timeline and they all flow in the same way, but there's something that happens, so traumatic, so impactful that it creates a pinch point And what's happening is when you see these residual hauntings, you're seeing a light pass through like a CD skip, which would explain why it's always the same person doing the same thing at the same time in the same place. So you're you're seeing something that happened on multiple levels.
0: But here's the question. Now, you said residual. So are you saying that it's just residual energy that's left over, basically, that we're seeing a playback of this time in in space, basically?
2: Right. But not just in our reality. But as but
0: regular, regular spirits, though, are, do you believe that they're also a pinch in time or what's your theory on them? Um,
2: wh- when it comes to inner uh, intelligent spirit, I think those are actually uh, one of two things. One is that they're actually the spirit of whoever that's left behind, that's communicating with us in real time mm. or, you know, by maybe a slight time delay because yeah. I mean we've all seen it happen. Sometimes they happen before we get the question out, or sometimes they'll answer the question much yeah. later. Yeah. Or uh, something that we, we've mentioned before, something that I've written an article about, the possibility of egregores or PK entities, things that are created by our own innate psychic abilities, something that we project. Um, which, in that case, if it's an egregore, that's usually something that's pretty easy to you know dispel. But PK entities are a lot tougher because that's connected to something that happened, uh, connected to a very deep psychological trauma. And in order to get rid of that, you have to have that person, um, you know, uh, address whatever that trauma may be, come to terms with something in order to be able to break that PK entity's connection to the person. And as far as psychic ability is in all of that, yeah. I am convinced that we had a much deeper connection and awareness of that. And that as time went on between mainstream religion and ruling classes, they began to tell us that it's nonsense and that centuries and centuries of being told that it's nonsense, that it's just hooey or that it's all fake. We've managed to convince ourselves or trick ourselves into thinking that we don't have it when in actuality we do.
0: No, I completely agree with that, man. And I, I think that, you know, a lot of thousands of years through religion and stuff has stopped us from finding out our true potential as well, expanding consciousness. And I think now is a big time in in the world and the, the whole world where consciousness is raising i don't know why i just feel that way but i feel like a lot of people And i'm not thinking that way because people are woke or whatever this whole crap movement thing is i don't really i don't really talk about that but i'm talking about um woke as in your consciousness is being raised and i believe that the whole earth is going through some kind of shift right now in that consciousness because there's a lot of people that are waking up and seeing this side of things and actually starting to explore it more i mean look how many teams mm. in the last 10 years have just started to boom i mean we went from a thousand teams in maybe 2002 to like 20 million teams so it's like right. i'm so glad to see people getting into this but all these different theories and i mean we can go on for hours about them because they're so fascinating like i love what you said about the pinch in time because that makes so much sense like if we are on what Einstein and everybody always talked about, this time space reality, and it, you know, you make that, it's like making that pinch. And I can just totally understand what you're saying, like a CD skip. That was a great way to describe that. So I appreciate that.
2: Oh, thank you.
1: Well, yeah. I just want to say there, if I can just touch on something. Sorry, I had to nip away a minute ago. Uh, okay. just to, I just want to go back to what we we're talking about for one more question. But sure. do you not think if if there is, well, say so I keep saying if there is, but these these beings and, and different universes and different planets that house life and stuff. If if, if they are able to make, you know, things that, that we can't make, for instance, we you know, we should be using that to our advantage. And it might sound far okay. out, but but say for instance, right, mm. that they're telling us that global warming is destroying the earth, right? Now, basically, in, a, in an ideal world, for want of a better word,
2: mm-hmm.
1: we would we would then move to another planet, right? But we can't do that because we can't leave our solar system at the minute and not there's not yet. another planet. Well,
0: not yet.
1: Yeah, not yet. With but, the
0: help of Space Force, we can do anything.
1: Yeah, <laughs> but <laughs> what, 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 what we'll I'm saying, it. It, it, no, it may sound funny, but what I'm saying is, if, they, if these interdimensional beings can, can make things like you know gateways and portals yeah. and stuff to transport them from where they are to us, should we not be using them to try and get one made from where we are to another planet? I know it's going to sound really far out, but another planet somewhere that will house life if we're if this planet's in danger of being totally destroyed?
2: Well, a couple of things with that. Uh, one, and, and this is not a dig at the uh, global warming position. We want to get that out right away. Uh, but one thing that we have to understand is that, you know, our planet, along with the solar system, has always gone through some of these most violent and dynamic changes. So the global warming, while I think we have a hand in it, we're not, we're not responsible for it. It's not our fault. But when it comes to being able to reach out to other planets, I, I have to ask, are they really making those ships travel all that distance physically? Or, you know, as we talked about with portals, is there a technology that's available, not to us, but to other life out there, where they're able to fold space, being able to travel without moving. This would explain how some of these, you know, if, if you ascribe to the uh, alien theory, this would explain how so many of them are able to travel such massive distance in such a short amount of time, because, it would take us an entire lifetime, if not more, just to get from Earth to Pluto. Our life expectancy is not that good. Yeah. So how would the aliens pull this off successfully? They would have to find some way to surpass time, and that would be either being faster than light or folding space, more or less.
1: Yeah, because my my, my argument in this has been, and AJ will tell you, (coughs) you watch any of these movies, right, and for instance, right, you play do you play Call of Duty? I,
2: I have in the past I haven't recently.
1: Right. So if you play on the uh, on the zombies game of it on the map mm-hmm. and they have teleporters, right? Now mm-hmm. now where where did the idea of for these, for instance, come from? It wasn't just someone sitting in front of a computer one day and thought, I know. I'll make this thing up and I'll make it look like all, with all these springs and wires and, and stuff. And and I'll call it a teleporter. Uh, you know, to, to me, these things, and whether it's in Area 51 or, or wherever, these things are being prototyped somewhere. And and, they're, and this is where the ideas are coming from. Because people, some people can be smart, but I don't think you're not smart.
0: Listen, no, I wasn't. <laughs> say no, I'm not, I'm not. Listen, you Listen, have theory, smart. You have this theory that, like, all these interstellar movies—that where did they come up with these ideas? And it's the government. And yes, I totally believe your theory on that. But I just want to say, I've been wanting a coat that bakes bacon or grilled cheeses, but I haven't got my wish. And I have that on. I can make that into a little movie.
1: Yeah, definitely. So where
0: did that idea come from?
1: Ooh, but yeah, but the point is. Right. Yeah, no, 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 no. The, the the point the point is that if if they if they are are putting these things in movies and games and stuff like that, the idea, in my opinion, had to come from somewhere. This is not me being crazy, Robin. This is me. Oh, it is. Oh, well, yeah, I suppose. But this is me. What <laughs> what I totally believe in. These things don't just pop into someone's head, and a name for them just pop into someone's head. And think right, we'll do that. I I think there's things like this that are being that are being made or or at least being, uh, prototyped, and mm-hmm. if, if if that's the case and they can do that, who's to say that this isn't also as well as I agree with you, Aaron. This isn't also how these beings are are traveling because they maybe they have this technology. It's probably. Right. It's probably like an, like an analog TV to us, to them. It's probably, mm-hmm. you know, old hat now. But maybe this is how they're traveling.
0: You know who I want to get on this show really badly? And if he's going to – he'll probably not see this. But if he did see this um, through one of our friends, I want to have on Dr. Greer. Come on. Because Dr. Greer and Seti – um that whole group even the people from around the world the things they've captured by doing these meditations calling in these beings he has a photo of an alien standing behind someone and the person was healed i think it was uh i don't know if it was their knee or something in the like from the photo that they had with the knee was healed or whatever but there was a guy that was with them that had on um, his hearing here healed he was deaf from like since he was a child or whatever for many years and um he ended up hearing again right after this experience. And I think that was the picture they captured with this alien. And when you zoom in and see this alien's head, it's like a triangle. It's it's crazy looking. And I really would love to get him on the show because having a bunch of these conversations, we've talked before with a guest and I believe it was Jesse Marcella III who said that, yes, these disinformation officers did go to Hollywood and did want to release. they have released videos about it being a, you know, like a, um, a national security type thing with all these movies like Mars attacks and things like that. Like, so right. yeah, I think I'm pretty sure that was during that that episode when he said to us, like disinformation officers do, you know, obviously try to put it out to make it easier on us. If something wants to happen.
2: Right. Well, you know, um, just to kind of, you know, uh, g- give your, your thoughts some credibility, Robin, uh, there is a famous case and it was actually aired on, uh, uh, ancient aliens, um, during World War II, Hitler had established a group called the Annenarby. Uh This was a an elite force, uh, part of the military, and also had influences in the way politics played. But they were, they were they were their core root was all in the supernatural, and they had several experiments going. One of them was known as Diglache, which translates to the Bell. And for years, nobody could figure out what the thing was. It, you know, A lot of people thought it was a, uh, some sort of anti-gravitational drive technology. Some people thought it was a teleportation device, whatever. When Hitler was at the end of his reign, when, when the Nazi party was falling, when Germany was about to surrender, this experiment disappeared. Mm. Nobody knows what happened. 30-some years later, in 1950, there was a device or a, a machine that was caught flying around Kecksburg, Pennsylvania. Now, what's interesting about this is the way they describe the Kecksburg UFO is the exact same shape as the Glocky from 30 years prior. Mm. The theory is that... When they realized that they were about to be caught, they tried to launch this program in a last-ditch effort to either make it a success or hide it, and something went wrong, and it snapped from 1930s Germany to 1950s USA. Wow. Because it, when they said it crashed, it, it, they said in Keckberg it was flying around like it didn't know, like the pilot didn't know how to control it, and it ended up crashing. Wow. U.S. government showed up, took everything away, and the story, Keckburg, Pennsylvania, still has this event that celebrates that day to this day.
0: Wow! Really? Mhm. Oh, that is so cool. The question is, do you know what day it is? Because we have to go out there.
2: Uh, I can find out.
0: Oh, that would be cool, Aaron. We gotta, we gotta go out there. That'd be awesome.
1: It's uh, kind of like, it's kind of like that story. I, I, was watching a, a program on it, on TV. Uh, no, not
0: soap ops. We don't want to hear about your soap operas.
1: <laughs> no, it's not a soap opera. I, I was thinking... No, it's not an old movie either. No. Okay. <clears throat> what, what It, it was, it was a, a thing about this uh, this plane that had taken off. I don't know whether that program Manifest is based on it, mm. but it was about a, a plane that had taken off from... Uh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I think it was taken off from New York, and like 10 yeah. years later it went missing that, and 10 years later it landed in peru or something
0: yeah and and- i think it was like yeah it was down there yeah i was down there somewhere near miami somewhere down there because when they landed the guy got so freaked out that he just took the plane took off. back into the sky again and took off yeah, yeah. i remember that that story because i just watched a video on youtube about it and they were saying that the guy like he like freaked out because he was like what are you talking about this many years went by and they had like mm-hmm. police waiting for them on the tarmac and he just took off you took off i mm. think it was but everyone in it
1: too yeah, yeah. There, there was one from new york to miami but there was also one and it was way off course it was somewhere in south america it might have been columbia or something like that and it it, it landed and the, like, like it, I'm,
0: well listen I'm i think what
1: it was i think what it was sorry i think what it was if i remember correctly it was coming in the land and it radioed through to get clearance to land as as planes do and the the guy basically in the air traffic control I think anyway had looked and thought well this plane's not on our on our manifest for today's yeah. incomings and outgoings and stuff mm-hmm. so well, while, he, while he had it I think he had it circling above the airport and it basically asked someone you know look this plane isn't due to come here today and they done a bit of research and they'd actually realised that there was like 10 or 15 years since this plane had taken off and they they'd given, I think I'm trying to get it correctly now I think what happened was they gave it clearance to land because they wanted to see this for themselves that this was the plane and they gave it clearance to land and it came down and landed and I think it, I think it was still taxiing and the air traffic control, it said something along the lines of, you know, do you realize now you've been missing for 15 years and this, that, and the other. And apparently it just turned around on the thing and took off again.
2: Yeah, there several stories like that. And, and I actually think that there's a slight possibility that that may be what happened to the Malaysia airliner that disappeared a few years back. They still have no idea where that thing is today.
1: Well, see that. See that. Now, I took a lot of interest in that. That, to me, I don't think that flew off course and crashed into the sea. No.
0: You know what? There's actually a theory that's going around on on YouTube, man. Okay? And I, I just watched this today, too. That's so weird that you're talking about this. That... They beat the, the air pilot that they thought was in. They thought the air pilot was in on this. Okay. And they, they landed the plane somewhere because, okay, where the plane went missing, they said that they ended up going South. When they went South, they mm-hmm. on this, They parked on this airplane after they went missing off the radar. Cause the air pilot was in on it. According to this theory and a bunch of gangsters basically killed. They, he went up to 45,000 feet for 15 minutes, killed the passengers like basically docked at this island they took all the cargo because the cargo was worth over a million dollars i guess that was on board with people and everything included this is just a theory but right. all this stuff and then they put this on youtube and i tell you what some of the stuff that they had on there made you think like you know what what if that did happen because i don't really know anything about altitude or planes or anything and why he would survive and we wouldn't but i mean i just found that really wild like what if something like that happened because why did they not find it i mean if they crash in the ocean i get it yeah. but- was no debris field there was nothing there's something flowing
1: yeah now now the thing is right here's another one for it right the if that that pilot's in control of the plane right nobody else apart from the co-pilot and him can control that plane it can't be controlled from the ground it can't be it can't be landed from the ground it can't be controlled right so if that pilot was suicidal as they say he is, and I'm not trying to upset anybody who's watching who might have relatives or I'm not trying to upset anybody, but if if that was the case and that pilot was suicidal and he was gonna fly that plane south across the ocean until it ran out of fuel, yeah. Why do you have to turn your transponder off? Would he not get and um, no offense, I don't mean this to sound nasty, would he not get more of a thrill out of having the, all the air traffic controls and different areas, knowing where they are, knowing that there's nothing they can do, you know because worst case scenario is they're going to send someone up to shoot it down. It's going to come down anyway. So no, the thing not- is to, to me the the stuff that the, all the things on it that were all turned off strategically might I say turned off one after another at yeah. certain certain minute. To, to me. They were turned off and that plane was landed somewhere.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: See, you know, that's why I'm saying, like, this theory that they were talking about about you know, this pilot after it went off the radar, they we went up to 45,000 feet, killed these uh, passengers, um, and then came down, docked this plane because of the cargo that was worth inside of it. On everything that was worth inside the plane. And, they you know, these monsters or whatever got rid of these bodies. And the weird part about it is these families called these phones for five days straight, their phones were on, which doesn't make any sense because if your phone crashed in the ocean or if you crashed on land, even say on land, your, your phone may survive. Just said. But in ocean, mm. your phone's not going to survive. I mean, maybe if you have an Apple and it's at the bottom of the sea, I don't know if you still get service. If you do, hell yeah, Verizon or at and But I mean... <laughs> You know, I highly doubt you're gonna. You know what I mean? Especially with an impact right.
2: that heavy. Yeah, well, there's that, um, there, there, there are just so many variables to that case sure. that, you know, this is going to be one of those mysteries like Flight 19. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. uh The Britannia.
1: But, but do, do you not think with the technology these days, there's no reason why they shouldn't be able to find that?
0: No, there isn't.
1: But, and, and this guy this guy that found on that reunion island off Africa this guy that found the piece that was supposedly off the wing with the same serial numbers who's not who's not to say that if this plane was commandeered and landed somewhere certain parts were taken off it thrown into the ocean let them wash up somewhere that that, that. well
2: I mean it, it, you know it's a good way to mislead people. Miss yeah, little Investigator.
1: It's, it's um, a debris field. If that goes into the ocean, even if most of it sinks to the bottom, there's bound to be a debris field. There right. must be.
2: Now, as far as the idea of having the technology to find answers, um, for as pretty and fun as our gadgets are, I am not convinced that we are anywhere near the level that we need to be to be able to, you know, put a stamp at a definite yes or no on a certain situation. Uh, a good example of that would be our technology in interpreting ancient data. I mean, we have this notion that ancient Egypt or ancient Sumer is the beginning of civilization, and, and, and that's been widely accepted by mainstream academia. The problem is uh, there is now growing evidence that there was civilizations that predate that by as much as 10,000 years. Wow. So, and, and the reason we don't have evidence of that is you got to think about uh, the, the comet impact or the series of comet impact that wiped out uh, 60% of the megafauna that they found in Greenland, uh, the glaciers, nothing survived the weight of a glacier. So if there was any civilization that ended up being bowled over by a glacier of course we're not going to find evidence of course we're not going to see human remains or ruined mm-hmm. uh same thing with uh, massive flooding if anybody would if if you talk to anybody that's ever survived a tsunami they'll tell you just how devastating a tsunami is and a tsunami is uh is a puddle ripple compared to some of the flooding that has taken place in history so with everything when, when when people say don't you think we have the technology you know our technology is great but it is not going to get us the answers we need just yet no
1: yeah. no,
0: no I, definitely. I totally agree 110% i actually i just think, to
1: bring I just up think up. about uh what just before we go off the subject while we're still on that missing malaysia airlines flight mm-hmm. Is again with the conspiracies. Why were they searching in the complete wrong area when they were constantly being told you're searching in the wrong area? But they yeah. continued to search there, and it, it seems them. It seems to me, from what I can make out of programs that I've watched, that they searched away from the area that it could be until the battery in the uh, black box ran out
2: yeah it, th- that whole situation uh, along with me along with roswell and with anything that we encounter that you know are always trying to be discredited or disproved it's the same thing mainstream media does it comes down to one thing sell the story yeah. even if it's fake sell it and that's Basically, what we have, what we have here with the Malaysia case, I really think that you know they were looking in the wrong place just so they could have some sort of groundwork for a story that they could you know feed to people and just completely mislead them.
1: Yeah, because they were the 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 made they made a point out of mentioning quite a bit about the the battery life and the uh, black box and the transponder, mm. you know c- because I think it was thirty days or something once it. There's something like that where it was given like a constant ping out and if they yeah. if they go over the top of it, they can pick that up.
2: Yeah, and those black boxes are for for where we're at technologically, they're pretty damn tough.
1: Yeah.
0: That's why I was wondering why like they haven't even found it. You know what I'm saying? They mm-hmm. haven't even got anything. Like that's why it doesn't make any sense.
1: Go back right. to that Air France one that flew from Brazil and crashed in the Atlantic. It was find. What? within a couple of days. Yeah. The yep. the find it because of the debris field.
2: And that so, was a large debris field to cover.
1: Yeah. So I mean, you can't tell me that that thing went into the water and didn't leave one trace. Right. It's, it it <clears throat> doesn't. It doesn't make sense. No. I don't know if you actually know or not, Aaron, but there's another another quite case. I'll, I'll say to you about uh, the the professional footballer uh, that was flying from France to Cardiff in Wales. Did you hear about that one? No. It was a it was a couple of years ago. Now it was a an Argentine footballer. He had signed uh, for Cardiff and Wales from. Uh, French team and basically he'd he'd flown it come over to Cardiff it signed his contract and stuff he flew back to France for the weekend to get whatever pieces he needed and say goodbye to his teammates from over there and then he was flying back over now he, he flew in a little private plane and the plane crashed in the English Channel his body was found Inside the plane, the pilot's body wasn't there and he still hasn't been found. And not only that, but apparently the pilot A wasn't allowed to, to fly any passengers and take money, which he did. Apparently he wasn't allowed to fly at night because he was colorblind, and it was flying at hmm. night. There, there, there was a lot of things... That that basically this guy should not have been flying this plane, and it was. It, it, it's it's I don't know. It, it's hard one, but the the found the wreckage of the plane within a, within. I think it was a week or two weeks. The the dove down. They got his. They got the footballer's body out of the plane. Mm-hmm. The pilot.
2: Yeah, I like You know. A lot of times when you hear the cases of, you know, a key person being missing, you know, most of the time it's just, you know, uh, a fluke. You know, so they fell out and was washed away or whatever. But then you have those rare cases where uh, it's, it's like the the locked room mystery. How did a dead body end up inside of a locked room and he didn't commit suicide? You know, Uh so you see those cases a lot with uh, aer- uh with aeronautical instances. Um, that flight being one of them, uh, Malaysia Flight Flight 19. There was another flight that happened in Alaska. Um, a senator disappeared. Now the the prevailing theory is that he crashed, but again, no hits in the black box, no wreckage, nothing. Um. You know, and it's not just with planes. You, you get that with boats. The number of boats that disappear in key locations around the world, not just the Bermuda Triangle, but in key locations around the world, is, should be enough to make all of us, whether we're paranormal investigators, scientists, um, government officials, it should make us all take a closer look at what's happening out there. And that's oh, yeah. one, of the reasons, one of the reasons why, you know, I... With this magazine, I really want to try to get all of us coming together and put our theories together. And if we, come, you know, if we end up talking with a loud enough voice, somebody somewhere is going to be like, "Okay, let's take a look and validate okay. everything we th- we believe in." Even if it turns out that we're all wrong and it was something else, at least we know because we took the time to look at it.
1: Exactly. It's like like you say, where all these boats are going missing yet they can send a submarine down two and a half miles underwater and find mm-hmm. a Titanic. But, the, but they can't find these, these boats that sank in water that was nowhere near as deep.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Absolutely. I... Sorry. I agree with what you're saying, Aaron. Like we should definitely, um, you know, have everyone on, on like from that comes on your, you know, magazine, Uh, All those theories, man, can definitely make a difference. And I really do believe that one day we're going to have the science community look at this whole field and realize that, you know what, there was something to this. Whether it's energy, whether it's spirits, dimensional beings, whatever it may be, um, this field will definitely get looked at if more people keep waking up to this field. But real quick, I want to show Aaron's um, page right now for the um, magazine for A View Beyond, avb Uh, avbmagazine.com. Hold on one qu- one sec, let me come over here. This is the official website,
2: mm-hmm.
0: you can head over to it. Hold on, once it loads for me, it's not going up and down, hold on. There we go. So we got all this here, I'll actually play this real quick. Oops, oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. Freezing on us.
2: That's all right. That's the uh, promo for the Global hunt Yeah, I
0: wanted to show it, but I, that's all right. We'll, I'll go down on this. I'll, I'll exit out of this. But anyway, so we got everything on this page. Head over here. Um, Now, Aaron, it, this is free, right?
2: Absolutely free, yep.
0: See, that's what I love about this, man. This magazine right here is absolutely free. Um, go there. Go to check it out. It's right below in our, in our ticker. It's www.avbmagazine.com. Correct, Aaron? Yep. Awesome. So go there. Help us make a difference. You know, if you're a paranormal researcher, uh, please get involved. Send Aaron some messages. Um, Aaron, how can they get a hold of you if they want to get on the magazine?
2: Yeah, uh, you can stop by uh, A View Beyond the group on Facebook. I, um, you can reach out to me there or you can send me uh, your information at A View Beyond Magazine at gmail.com.
0: Thank you so much, brother. I appreciate that. And custom screen printing, I appreciate your support. We, we all do. Um, thank you so much for joining us. And thank you so much for the thumbs up and the share out. I truly appreciate that. So thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Um, we thank all of our viewers that are watching. I just wanted to say thank you, Aaron, for coming on with us, man. Um, no but right now, I, I got to actually A lot of but, um But yeah, man, no, come on with us again, man, please.
2: For sure, for sure.
0: Um, but we're going to have Aaron on because we want to talk about A View Beyond more. Um, so we're going to have him on specially as a guest. But I want him to come on talk more with us. So you better come on, brother. I'm going to have to hound you.
2: I'm easy to find. Oh, good. <laughs> also as well, AJ, I, I want
1: to say on here, you sort of touched on it the other day, but it gave me an idea. If there's anybody what that's watching this or watching it who knows someone who who's into their conspiracies or or who who knows a lot about this kind of stuff and and you want to come on drop one of us a message
0: yeah you can go to uh, you can go to talking with the source at gmail.com that's talking with the source at gmail.com and reach out to us if you're a paranormal researcher or just you know into conspiracies have paranormal experiences anything reach out to us we'd love to have you on the show um, yes yeah, you
1: I think what it is, actually, I said that wrong. It's, if, if anybody is... Uh, Be
0: slow, people. Be slow. Don't worry. I, am, it's all I am. Go
1: ahead. Uh, if anybody can, can relate to anything that we talk about, is that a better way to put it?
2: If, yeah, anybody, no,
1: if anybody can relate to what the the topics that we're talking about in more detail or, or have or have more detail sure. about topics sure. like that, come on
0: yeah please absolutely 110 percent and anything medium anybody uh UFOologist anybody it doesn't matter please come on we like all researchers we, we love to have, bring everybody in we call this a family um you know so we have like our brother Aaron here we've had Nando on who's our brother Brian um who's from Hunophobia, who's been on who's like a brother I mean it, we just,
1: brother Mark me. he's watching.
0: Yes, brother Mark too, who's watching, brother. Which he's going to be, you know, coming back on soon because we have a lot to talk about musically. Um, but you know, good stuff. Second, I want to talk real. I want to talk real quick though before we go about a giveaway that we're doing. Um, there's going to be a giveaway that we're going to do. It's going to be two things. It's going to be um, some sticker giveaway, and we're going to do another giveaway. That's going to be. It's all going to be in one. But the winner of the stickers is also going to win. Um, a guest spot to come on and be a co-host with us on a show of their choice um, so we just want to get our viewers involved as much as we can and uh, keep you guys you know and you know enjoying the uh, podcast and uh, keep you guys interested so um, like I said feel free to get involved in the comments always we always want to hear your what you got to say we always want to answer your questions um, also for our guests same thing but thank you guys so much for watching
1: what happens if what happens if Say Mark wins the wins the the draw and wins the slot on the podcast with Enlightened Souls Paranormal. He's got to introduce himself.
0: Yeah, basically, right. I know. Isn't that crazy? Right. I know. I was thinking about that. I'm like, what if one of our brothers wins? You know, or like, you know, one of our sisters wins? Like, how do we bring them on and say, oh, hey, you know, we've you've seen them before, but they won the sticker giveaway, and (laughs) everyone's gonna be so mad at that person. It's gonna be great. So I guess you guys can't enter. No, I'm just joking. I'm just joking.
1: If, If you're watching. If you're watching, Bob Lazar, contact us.
0: Absolutely, um, but thank you guys so much for watching. I'm a- I'm AJ uh, Capasso, host of Talking with the Source.
1: Robin from half and Paranormal,
2: I'm talking with the Source. And Aaron from A View Beyond Magazine.
0: Good stuff, guys. Thank so thank you so much again, Aaron. I appreciate you for coming on again. Thank you for having
1: you. me. John, thank you.
0: No worries. Go and visit uh, www.avbmagazine.com. Till next time, this has been talking with the source. Later.